Welcome to the Feel Good Lab podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gresh. Join me as we bring together the brightest minds in health and wellness, covering topics from sleep and nutrition to exercise and mindfulness. Our goal is to give you actionable advice to optimize your health and ultimately to feel good. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Feel Good Lab podcast. And uh, I'm here today. I'm Ryan Gresh, CEO and founder of the Feel Good Lab. But we really have the star of the show at the Feel Good Lab with us today. And uh, I'd like to introduce you to my dad, Gene, who has spent the past 30 years, you know, really becoming an expert in um, one of the topics that we're going to talk about today, which is going from the conventional model of medicine into the preventative model and really looking at how wellness and our whole lifestyle plays into the degenerative diseases we're finding. And we want to use today to just tell you a little bit about things that you've learned, Dad, but also the genesis of the Feel Good Lab. Why are we here? What's our mission? What do do our products do? And so we're going to use the next half hour and talk about that. But what I'd love to kick it off with, um, Dad, if you don't mind, is just the story of how you started in conventional medicine, right, with Grandpa and following in his footsteps and what you saw and then the transition you made and how that's impacted, you know, what you've seen in the medical field, but really your life, your quality of life and what you've seen. Well, first of all, thank you, Ryan. And I appreciate that uh, introduction and I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, it all started for me when I was young. Um, my dad was a pharmacist and he was my hero. And when I was really young, I wanted to spend as much time as I could with him and he owned and operated a conventional retail pharmacy Um, and therefore he was not home a lot he worked a lot and when I was old enough to discover that he went to work to make medicine to help people be healthy I kinda that hit me and ever that was when I think I made my decision that I wanted to be just like my dad to be a pharmacist to help people um, be healthy um, and you know, so and that evolved into uh, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Because um, if if we have a community that is healthy, we're going to be happier. We're going to get along better. I think it it just helps make the world a better place. So that started when I was really young, and so I I followed in my dad's footsteps. I went to pharmacy school, and I eventually um, became the owner and operator of an independent retail pharmacy. Um, and I, it was my life stream. And, um, so I, I did that and I did that for about 15 years and discovered that there was something not right and I couldn't figure it out. Um, part could say that, you know, the insurance industry invaded pharmacy, um, competition, but it was more than that. And I think what I discovered, it was that the patients that I was seeing on a regular basis and that I knew very well were not getting better. Yeah. And that concerned me. You know, I, I had the best education in the world and we have the best medicine in the world, we're told. Um, and yet, time after time, I would meet with patients and they just weren't getting better. And eventually they'd get put on more medicines um, and it just, that to me wasn't what I thought should happen. So um, 
Fortunately, I got introduced to a, a subset of pharmacy called compounding pharmacy, which is the old-fashioned way where we, we actually customize medicine. We build medicine from the ground up. So we take um, bulk ingredients and active pharmaceutical ingredients, and we make medicine, and we customize them to fit the unique needs of the patient. And so when I discovered this, I thought, well, this, in my opinion, sounds like it's a better way. Because, you know, I, I had already realized that one size fits all doesn't really work in the masses. I mean, we, we group everyone together and then we have limited doses and, and drugs to, to actually uh, deliver to patients. And so compounding allows us the opportunity to, to customize it, to actually work with patients and practitioners to formulate therapies that are more in tune with the patient and the patient's needs. That, in turn, opened up to the discovery of what's called functional medicine. Functional medicine is a personalized approach to health, which again fit right into what I thought was, you know, a great model. When we when we look at um, even if we look at science, you know, we 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 have drug studies to say that this drug is absorbed at this rate and this much is absorbed. Well, if you look at the studies, there's a range. And there's a range from down here to up here, and then they take the average, and then they say, this is the absorption rate. Well, what if you're up here, and what if you're down here? And so every drug absorption is different in different individuals. Same with metabolism. It really varies, and we have a range. But we're taught that because we have this science, the average, that that is the number. And it turns out it's not the number, because very few people are the average. Yeah. And so when we look at our ability to customize medicine and our ability to, to look at a functional approach to medicine, which is a, you know, we'll get into the description of what that is, but it's a personalized approach. Now, having said that, I do believe pharmaceuticals are very important in healthcare, more so in acute care and in emergency medicine. And where I really have a problem with pharmaceuticals is in chronic care. They are not working in chronic care. They, they do not solve the problems that we are discovering that cause the diseases, conditions, or symptoms. And so therefore, they can't work, not in a large sense. And yet, in our society, we are relying tremendously on a one-size-fits-all chronic care model where we're using pharmaceuticals as, as the tool. And I will tell you that lifestyle is a major contributor to all of our, our diseases and conditions. And we look at, you know, so we'll start talking about toxic exposure. Toxins actually are one of the causes of our many conditions. Our ability to detoxify. Do we have the proper nutrients in our body? And, you know, I, when I started learning this, I started looking at the medical education. And one of my big questions is, you know, do you think nutrition has anything to do with our health? And if you look at biochemistry, Nutrients, specific nutrients, are involved in almost every chemical pathway in our body. The biochemical, these are, uh, every enzyme has nutrient cofactors. And when we start seeing that and we start understanding why some of these pathways may not be efficient, if we understand that our, our nutrient capacity in our body is really challenged. We have a tremendous number of nutrient deficiencies and imbalances, tremendous. And we start measuring these 
we can actually identify areas where we can improve somebody's health just by balancing their nutrient status. And it just, it goes on and on and on. And, you know, again, in functional medicine, it to me is, it's the future. We, when we start understanding the cause of our diseases and conditions, instead of accepting them as natural aging, because it's not, it's accelerated aging based on inefficiencies in our environment. And so we look at toxic burden, we look at nutritional status, and we look at a whole host of other things in functional medicine unique to the individual. We can even measure everybody's uh, genetic predisposition today yeah. very efficiently. So that's kind of my story. That's why I get so excited about what I do, because when we actually take this approach, we are seeing results mm-hmm. that we have never seen before in conventional practice. Well, I love that we started with that, and because my story is the exact opposite. Oops. You know, I got involved in the family business because I spent a decade in the opposite, right? You, grandpa, bunch of our aunts and uncles, my brother Mike, all pharmacists. That was a family business. But I grew up when you were in the conventional model, and for most of it, you were the only pharmacist at the store based on you know the way the business was. It was hard to stay afloat as a, a local pharmacy competing with CVS and Walgreens blowing up at every corner. So I literally wanted to be as far away from pharmacy as possible. So I became an engineer in the aerospace <laughs> industry, and I spent about a decade. And so, you know... There's a rhyme to this story because this is why we created the Feel Good Lab. I witnessed when you sold a conventional pharmacy, you got into functional medicine. First of all, you were way happier. Your lifestyle, you were actually helping patients. You weren't trying to work the desk of the pharmacy from open to close and run the business. And it wasn't just, you know, how many pills are you pushing out? It became working with individual patients, making a huge impact on their lives. And so the genesis of the Feel Good Lab, I'll never forget this. We're at home you know, eating dinner and you're telling the story about one of your topical, because real quick, when we talk about compounding pharmacy, one of the big breakthroughs is you understood not just customizing the medicine and the dosage, but the delivery method. How do we deliver medicine more effectively? And when it comes to chronic pain, we know that taking pills every single day is catastrophic. Opioids, we all know how, how catastrophic that is every day, but oral NSAIDs, GI bleeds are the number one reason for emergency room visits, One of the number one reasons for GI bleeds is overuse of NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. NSAIDs are so important when you have an acute problem. For me, if I get a headache, if I need to use NSAIDs, I use them and they work. But most of our customers at the Feel Good Lab take NSAIDs every single day. Do you think they still work if you take them every single day? Well, I think that they do lose their effectiveness and the side effect profile is definitely increased the longer and the higher the doses that you use. So I think, so, so starting with that context around the topical application, I always knew, you know, back in high school and when a friend or I sprained an ankle and you'd come in with the topical cream and it would help reduce the inflammation. And that was the expertise. And everybody kind of knew that in the community. The breakthrough for me was one day at dinner, you're telling a story about the, what turned out to be our natural pain cream, but it was a prototype at the time. You take your learnings and you said, you know, what if we removed the pharmaceutical and we use this core base formula that has these other nutrients and ingredients that help penetrate the skin, help reduce inflammation, reduce oxidative stress. And you got that sample to a patient who was spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars at the pharmacy you had worked with for years. And she called back in tears because there was no more of the prototype. And it was anecdotal at the time. I really had no aspirations other than sitting there hearing this story, thinking to myself, oh my God, if this could happen for one person, 
that's enough of a reason to try to get this out to the world. And now this is what, seven years ago? I had no idea how hard it would be. I thought because we had a great product, it'd be a piece of cake, right? And I've learned so much since then. We're competing with some of the biggest brands and products and pharmaceutical companies in the world trying to get our message out there. Um, and I also don't think of them as the enemy. I think they have all of the brands that are in the OTC space, topical and oral, have a, have a spot. Where we come in is we're trying to be the healthiest. We call it fighting pain with wellness, making sure that the acute products we use are as healthy as possible, do no harm, right? One of the pillars of functional medicine. Um, but at the same time, they have to work because we have this crazy epidemic. So for me, my whole story was I spent 10 years in the aerospace industry. I hear this story and I realize, oh my God, dad, how can I get involved? How can we bring this to the world? And that's when the Feel Good Lab was created. And um, so since then, you know, it's been quite a journey, but we really still rely on the fact that we have amazing products that we know work. And where we're at today with the business, it's how do we get this out there to people? How do we educate them? So, you know, I'd love to ask you, what are some of the things that you've seen in the pharmacy? Because you're still working with patients every day and you're recommending the natural pain cream. How, how is it working? What are you seeing with patients and how does the whole functional medicine philosophy come into helping people actually get results? So, you know, that is the foundation right there is, is taking a broad approach because I have a philosophy in our human physiology is so complex and so misunderstood in many ways. Um, but when you start paying attention to what we do understand, and we start looking at the many factors that are contributing to, uh, let's say, let's just take pain. You know, the, one of the things I was fortunate to work with a brilliant uh, mentor by the name of Maureen Carling, who taught me more about pain than I had ever learned anywhere else, including school. And it was fascinating because she said to me, well, you know, we're taught that pain is pain and we have to just look at the severity to determine what tools we're going to use to try and augment the pain. That was it. Severity of pain. What she said is that's totally incorrect. There are many different types of pain. And when you identify the certain types of pain, now you have a better idea of what tools are going to be better for that certain type or types of pain. I had never heard of the, the idea that there's different types of pain, but when as soon as she said that, she said, well, there's throbbing pain, there's sharpshooting pain, there's even an itch is a type of pain, but there's all different types. There's neuropathic pain, but even within neuropathic pain, there's compression or there's nerve destruction, two different types of neuropathic pain. And so when we started looking at the various types of pain and studying what is driving the chronic pain, versus the acute pain. And, the, and again, there's a big difference. Right. Acute pain serves a purpose. We, we have an injury, it heals, and the acute pain should subside. But many times in our uh, society, that acute pain turns into chronic pain. What's, what happened and what's the difference? Well, I believe that what is driving that pain into a model of persistent chronic pain is inflammation and oxidative stress. And so we are in um, a situation where that is, you know, in functional medicine, there's three things that drive every single chronic disease. And it is out of control inflammation, out of control oxidative stress, and immune dysregulation. Those three things. Now, that's physiological, biochemical. And we, we can identify these, these changes um, in our bodies 
related to acute pain versus chronic pain. And inflammation is driving the pain, chronic pain process. So if you understand that, what are the things that are driving inflammation? And this is where functional medicine comes in. Is it an infection? Is it the food that we're eating? I will tell you that food is a major contributor to inflammation in our society, a major contributor. And when we started looking at food as a causative factor in our chronic pain patients, guess what happened? Along with a few um, other tools like uh, fish oil or curcumin and the topical pain cream, we've been able to get people with chronic pain completely out of pain, needing no more medicine because we interrupted the pain cycle by reducing that inflammation. That inflammatory burden in the body is driving chronic pain. And, in, and sadly, in our conventional model, we're not even looking at sources of inflammation and oxidative stress when we treat pain. We're just looking at band-aids that are gonna try and help the body not feel the pain. Right, pain is a symptom. Right. Yeah, there's always is. a root cause. And I think that was one of the things that opened my eyes. We did the food inflammation on me. I was a relatively healthy person. It's a test that we can do at my dad's pharmacy. And it basically tells you what are the foods in your body that are causing inflammation, not in anybody else's. Right. Because what I learned is there's a bunch of healthy foods. I was all proud. Eggs, you know, green beans that for me were a level four or five inflammation. Um, and so just by cutting those out, you know, I wasn't in chronic pain, thank God. But... Those are the type of things that inflammation is causing more than just pain. And I do believe it's an epidemic. The food that we eat, the toxins that we're exposed to, right. this isn't just chronic pain. This is wellness across the spectrum right. of almost every degenerative disease like you talked about. Now, it's not simple. And by the way, taking food out of anyone's diet is one of the hardest things that we can ever do. But if we think that we're going to go to a doctor and get a pill that's going to solve a problem, I think that at this point we've realized that's not the case. You need to take responsibility and you need to work with somebody like yourself or other great doctors, naturopathic doctors, you know, even chiropractors, physical therapists, people that are thinking outside of the box and say, what is causing this? And what have you done for 30 years possibly that's causing this? And what kind of lifestyle changes can we make? So do you have any advice for somebody? Because one of the things for our podcast, we always love to, you have so much knowledge and it's really brilliant, but we need to kind of siphon it down so that it can be digestible for people out right. there that are suffering from chronic pain. You know, is there advice that you'd give to somebody today? So, you know, you're right. It is complex. And, and I, I even feel like I oversimplified it because inflammation and, and identifying the source, I mean, it might be as a result of an injury, a chronic injury. But do you know, for example, that chronic low back pain um, is, is an epidemic in our society. And they've done studies on just one nutrient, vitamin D. Vitamin D as a therapy helped reduce chronic low back pain. I mean, it, it, and it's tremendous, you know, and that's just one nutrient. When we start looking at a broad area of what could potentially be causing some of our chronic pain issues, th there's a whole host of things that we can look at. Um, chiropractors, they're phenomenal at identifying um, structural changes in the body that contribute to chronic pain. So it's not any one thing, and we're not going to just say, oh, this is the solution. Right. But when we actually take a, a look at the individual and say, what are the factors contributing to your chronic pain, we, we have a better opportunity when we start at the source and the cause versus 
just treating it with a Band-Aid. And that leads to the kind of the genesis of the product where we looked at, at all of the products in a topical category. And one of the first things we noticed was they all contain toxins or what we would consider toxins that we wouldn't really want to add to the burden in the body. And yet what goes on the skin goes into the body. And so one of the first things we wanted to do is pro provide a product that didn't have anything in it that would be considered toxic or problematic. And then the other thing is that we, we um, another fortunate experience is I have uh, a good friend and colleague who's a master herbalist in Becky. Mm -hmm. And so she understood a lot of the natural medicines that have been used for thousands of years, mostly oral. But then we had the idea, we've had such success in compounding pharmacy when we were able to deliver medicines through the skin. Why not some of these natural medicines? It really, there were no products out there that did that, really, right. as, a, as a large, you know, uh, complex um, formula. There were here and there, there were some things. Arnica was, was used topically. But we wanted to come up with something that had multiple benefits not just band-aids to put on pain but things that could help the body heal and and so that working with becky and coming up with a formulation that actually had a number that's why there's so many different ingredients you know in um the formulation because they all add to the benefits and then certainly the core ingredient is menthol we know that does have pain relieving qualities but the real important thing is it's not just about putting a Band-Aid on pain. We want to try and help the body heal. And um, so that kind of was where we came up with this. Let's remove the harmful and let's add the beneficial. And let's create a synergistic formula that is going to cover a lot of the different mechanisms associated with all the different types of pain. Well, it's more than that too, right? I think one of the most important things, and this is your expertise, this is where 30 years of developing transdermal, which means through the skin, delivering medicine through the skin. When you started doing this, the skin was thought of as a barrier. Nowadays, one of the fastest growing fields in all of medicine is transdermal delivery because right. we can deliver med medicine right to the spot that we want it to work without getting into the entire system, right. going through the GI tract. So there's a lot of ingredients in our product, aloe vera, MSM, that are really in there from your experience, understanding how they can help penetrate the skin. But one of the biggest differences is what we do to educate the customer on how to enhance the absorption. So why don't you take that one? You know, what do you recommend? How do you use the products? And why is it so important that this step is included for products that we want to get really delivered through the skin? So one of the things that we discovered in trans transdermal delivery is moisture enhances the transfer across the skin. And so moistening the skin prior to application. So getting out of the shower is the perfect time to actually apply a, a transdermal, again, through the skin, which differs from topical. Topical is on the skin. When we talk about transdermal, we want to make sure you understand it's through the skin. And so moistening the skin increases the absorbability of whatever you're applying. Um, secondly, what we learned is in patients with chronic pain, there is a change that happens in the nervous system. Um, we call this, these changes plasticity, in which certain things in, in, in talking about pain, we learned that there's an area of the nervous system where the, the 
um, central nervous system delivers the nerve right down into the spinal tract. And when it exits, there's almost a junction box. We call it the dorsal root ganglion. And that, that junction box is where the peripheral nerve that innervates the entire body comes out of. So there's different areas on the spine that has these areas where the nerves come out and they basically innervate all the different areas of the body. What we discovered when we did a lot of uh, pain therapy with, with my uh, mentor Maureen is that when we use topical preparations, and applied them to the site where patients were experiencing the pain, but we also had them apply it to that area of the spine where the nerve came out, that we had huge success, improvement in success in alleviating pain. It was enormous. And as it turns out, science is showing that yes, these plastic changes occur in this dorsal root ganglion. And we have access through the skin right on each side of the spinal cord. So one of the things we look at with patients is identifying where that particular area, the nerve comes out of the spinal cord and have them apply the, the feel good pain relief cream to that area as well as the area where it hurts. We also discovered that frequent application to start with was the key because we had to interrupt this cycle that had been basically changed in the body. And so when we apply it, four times a day consistently on those sites in the way that I described, patients were starting to see changes in their pain and eventually they could reduce the frequency because these changes were now lasting. We were interrupting that pain cycle. And so that's what we discovered in our conventional or our, our, our compounding pharmacy when we treated pain and we applied that same technique to the feel good lab cream. Yeah, and so for people listening at home, and we'll we'll post a link to this and create our own dermatome app. But if you want to Google this, it's called a dermatome, and what that means is that's the system of the body that shows the map of the different nervous systems. So you'll see if you have pain in your left knee, you can look at this map and understand which part of the vertebrae that spinal cord connects to that nerve system and understand where you'd want to apply the product. And so this is something that. You know, as we work with other practitioners and chiropractors and healthcare providers that can help educate the customer on how to get the best results. Um, but also we want to be able to go directly to the consumer without overburdening them and making this too complex. But we know that this makes a huge impact yeah. from the patients that we've, we've done this on. And the, the only caveat I'll say is we believe in transdermal medicine. It's what you've done for 30 years. It's why we created this product. But based on the FDA's guidelines, we are a topical so we are approved as an OTC drug as a topical because they have a 1987 monograph. So we cannot make the claims that we're going to get through the skin and reduce inflammation and reduce oxidative stress. Unfortunately, we can make claims around pain. But we know that even menthol, when you use our product out of the shower, we only use the minimum effective dose of menthol. That's one and a quarter percent. Most products on the market have over 10 times the menthol. That's why you smell like a cough drop all day. <laughs> you will get that amazing cooling sensation, which the reality is that is blocking pain as a fact. When your body sends the cool sensation up through the nervous system, it's because it prioritizes cold over pain. You know, one of my theories is if, if I had a broken leg, but I was in Alaska in the wilderness, I'm going to die from hypothermia before I'm going to die from the pain. So our body has this system in place where it's, it's, um, called the gate theory of pain. And it's the reason that menthol is an approved OTC drug to treat pain. 
and it works great. Um, but if you look at our formula, we remove all of the junk. We only have ingredients that we actually want to deliver to the body. So when we talk about preparing the skin, you know, we can't sit here and tell you as a fact that our turmeric and arnica and glucosamine are going to penetrate right to the area. But we know with tens of thousands of patients between the products that we've sold today and the results you've gotten in the pharmacy, that these little things make a huge impact. So just to repeat it really quickly, use the product consistently for the first week at least four times a day if you have chronic pain. Clean skin is really important. A lot of people think it's the pores being open. The pores being open helps because it increases the surface area, but the reality is it's the moisture content number one, the heat makes a big difference, and the cleanliness. Those three things are gonna improve anything that we apply to the skin and its ability to get through. And then lastly is the dermatome map. Understanding where else we can apply the product to get some of those same pain relieving properties. And even if it is just the menthol, That menthol being applied to the dermatome is going to help strengthen that signal, that cold signal, so that you do get some immediate relief. And that consistent application is what we're going to hope gets better over time. So that after seven days, you don't need to use the product four times a day. You can start to reduce the frequency. Especially if, and I'm going to bring back the functional medicine approach, if you address some of the other factors that are contributing to that out-of-control inflammation and oxidative stress. Again, it's, it's a tool. And, mm-hmm. and again, that's why we want to look at a kind of a, a functional approach. And I mean, I could tell you food is contributing to out of control inflammation in, in all of the patients that I have done that food inflammation test. Every single patient has foods that we would consider healthy mm-hmm. that in their body are contributing to their inflammatory burden. Right. And there's, honestly, there's the foods that are on the top of the totem pole for people right now looking at, but I think you can ex- you can talk about your experience with real patients, dairy and gluten. It's hard. I'm fortunate I don't like dairy very much, but gluten, I love. And when I did the food inflammation test and then um, Dr. C and you, we were able to do some even further testing, we found out that gluten in my body is wreaking havoc. So I've had to cut it out and I haven't been a hundred percent, but I've been about 99%. I'll tell you what, when I slip up and I have a burger, I do something, I will feel sick for not just one day, especially since I've cut it out. So I know personally for certain in my body, I don't respond well to gluten and dairy. And I think one of the big caveats is gluten isn't just gluten. I think there's a difference between types of gluten, but what we're seeing here in the United States is the gluten that we're using in most of our foods and it's in almost everything. It's hard to find gluten-free stuff nowadays. I mean, it is a big trend, but if you eat fast food, there is no such thing as healthy fast food. You leave your, your four walls of your house, it's almost impossible, right? Yeah. The good news is, with what we're understanding is, we have tools that we can identify that can optimize our health. The bad news is, it's related to our lifestyle. And people often don't want to look at their lifestyle or change their lifestyle. Right. But I can tell you, if you want to be healthy... That is the place you want to look. Yeah. And so make changes. I love this. And, and this will be a great place to end the podcast because, you know, we talked about the genesis and why we're here and what our mission is and why our products are different and how to use them. But really what I'm the most excited about at the Feel Good Lab is what's next. You know, we've, um, we keep talking about this term that we use, which is fighting pain with wellness. It is not just one thing. We think that we have the best OTC pain reliever on the market. We think it's the healthiest. We think it's packed with the most functional ingredients you know, but that's one little piece of the puzzle. We need to have healthier OTC pain relievers. We can make a way bigger impact in people's lives 
through education around functional medicine and diet and nutrition, and through the products that we're gonna launch that are more on the wellness spectrum that can help us be preventative. Because a lot of our customers, we talk to our customers every day, some of them have been in chronic pain for decades. Some of them are actually using our product for acute pain because they're savvy and they're really understanding that there's no OTC pain reliever for them and their family that are trying to live a super healthy lifestyle. We're trying to bridge those two gaps and make it really easy and convenient for the people that need it to understand that this doesn't need to totally you know, upend your lifestyle. You can still live your life the way you are, but you need to focus on what's causing the pain. And so diet, nutrition, but there's supplements out there that you've had a lot of success with and that we're so excited to be launching here in the very near future that can help our core customer base fight pain with wellness, which is be healthy, get your body into the optimal state of wellness and it can do amazing things. So would you share a little bit about what you've seen in the pharmacy? You know, this can be products that we haven't even talked about, but what are things that people are taking that are seeing great results with? So there are a lot of products that actually um, assist in decreasing both inflammation and oxidative stress and improving our immune response. Um, you know, one of the first one that comes to mind is curcumin, mm -hmm. which is one of the world's most powerful natural anti-inflammatories. Um, and fish oil, another huge uh, beneficial uh, supplement that helps, and, and again, not just with pain, but with brain health. And, you know, a, a good part of our body requires good fats, and we're not typically getting them in our standard American diet, for sure. And so a good quality fish oil goes a long way. You know, every cell membrane in our body is composed of fats. And if we're eating bad fats, those bad fats are going to be the components of our cells, and they are not going to work very well as cell membranes. So when we do introduce good quality fish oil, we have the ability to reduce inflammation and improve cellular function. Mm -hmm. So fish oil is, is a one. I mentioned vitamin D, you know, and, and specifically vitamin D3. We like to include vitamin K2 because they kind of work synergistically. Mm -hmm. And then since we're talking about vitamin D, you can't leave out vitamin A. And, you know, there's, there's a lot less discussion about vitamin A, but I tell you, vitamin A works together with vitamin D. And you don't want to look at one without the other. And when I talk about vitamin A, we're taught that beta carotene is vitamin A. And what we're learning in genetics is beta carotene has to be converted to retinol, which is really the vitamin A. We were taught in school that that happens automatically in everybody and there's a conversion factor. This much beta carotene will result in this much retinol. That's not true. Not for you and I, right? No. We both have the genetic predisposition we where we don't convert. We don't convert efficiently. And right. it turns out half the population is predisposed to that conversion problem. Now, if we look at you know, evolutionary history, we used to consume animal products, organ meats, that had both A and D, preformed vitamin A, retinol in them. But we're not doing that today. We're relying totally on plant-based vitamin A, which are carotenoids. And so carotenoids if you have this genetic predisposition, are not efficiently converted to retinol. And so, again, measure your vitamin A level, but also measure your I mean, vitamin D level, but measure your retinol level. And let's find these patients. I could say half the population is predisposed to this. And that is if we're all consuming enough carotenoids to begin with. 
Um, so those are the things similar that we start looking at in a functional medicine approach mm-hmm. to treating a patient that has, you know, whatever condition or, or symptom that we're talking about, including pain. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I mean, the list goes on. I mean, just there, there are so much, much science to support um, th- this nutritional approach. There's also a lot of science to support the fact that we're inundating our body with toxins. Mm-hmm. You know, the herbicides, pesticides, uh, it, food additives that are not contributing to our health, that are actually contrib- contributing to our toxic burden and contributing to conditions and symptoms. So, you know, there's so many different things. You know, I, 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 wherever my mind goes, I can come up with something. You know, well, we're, we're going to do a about- whole episode on this, you know. Um, and I think outside, you did a great job kind of summarizing where your head is around this. But you mentioned something else, the testing. So when you work with patients, in, including me and my wife, Jess, you know, we've gone through a whole range of testing. But it's not about testing once. It's about testing, making changes retesting, seeing changes. And so when I think of the future of the Feel Good Lab, you know, this is way out there, but honestly, the sooner we can make this happen, the sooner we become that wellness company that I believe the world needs. It's not just the OTC pain relievers. It's not just the supplements. It's not just the education on diet and nutrition. It's the testing because we want to put our money where our mouth is. We believe that these are going to make really significant impacts on people's lives. And we believe that we can prove it. And you do prove it when you do the testing. Now, today, it's difficult to find practitioners. It's difficult. It's expensive. You know, for us to really, really bring this full circle, we're going to have to figure out a way to make this convenient and affordable to right. do the right testing. But that's where the future is. Because that's where we actually know without a doubt that we're making the impact that we want to. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's, it's amazing for me because when I go back to, as a little boy, what I wanted to do in this world is to help people be healthy and to say that we're actually doing that today. You know, I love what I do. And, and I think that we, we just have to keep going. We have to educate. Um, you know, I didn't get this education in my conventional training. And I, I often wonder why, if nutrition is so important, why wasn't that included in any medical training? Because it is the foundation of our health. You are what you eat. How can you not be if you think about it? Yeah. So, all right, Dad. Well, this was a lot of fun. Yes, we always appreciate you. you having you on. Well, and, I always uh, appreciate being here. And anything that we can do to help educate and spread the good word. Yeah. And to so all the listeners out there, reach out to us. If you have specific questions, you know, we're here for you. We're happy to get you answers. If we don't have them, we have some amazing doctors and practitioners in our network that we'll reach out to because, you know, we're here in this together. So this isn't just about you and I. It's not just about the listeners. It's about the whole world and the whole community really changing the way we think about treating these chronic conditions. And again, being more preventative, being more wellness focused, and how can we just live a better life and optimize our lifestyles? Just a note about prevention. We're working with very sick patients that have very um, progressed diseases and conditions and symptoms and we're helping to resolve those these same strategies can be used to prevent we can do the testing in individuals prior to them developing any disease or condition because the testing reveals the inefficiencies and they occur years and years before the disease or condition so when you talk about prevention this is what we're talking about totally all right dad thanks so much thank you